Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is the Tom Hartman Program. And greetings, my friends, patriots, lovers of democracy, truth, and justice, believers in peace, freedom, and the American way. Tom Hartman here with you. Oh, there you are. Uh, and and it is, uh, it, it, it's the, um, the middle of the day. We've been, we've been doing these uh, more often on Wednesdays, but uh, you know, Friday is, is absolutely spectacular because uh, uh, we replay Friday's show over the weekend. So... Congressman Mark Pocan is with us, Middays with Mark. He's the co-chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus and ably represents the state of Wisconsin. Congressman, welcome back. Hey, thanks, Tom. Glad to be here. So there's uh, a few things on my mind and on our top and on our, you know, on our listeners' minds uh, and, and that I wanted to ask you about. First of all, your thoughts on this, this uh, tax proposal that the Republicans have put out. You know, this is going to be, I think, the big issue for all of us uh, over the next probably two months, uh, Tom. You know, this is a tax plan uh, that's perfect for the Trump family, for the president's cabinet, for members of Mar-a-Lago. Their extra $100,000 uh, uh, entry fee is going to be a good investment for them and for uh, many of the folks who are the most wealthy in this country. And the problem is, uh, at the end of the day, it's going to leave us with a big deficit where they're going to wind up coming back and cutting programs uh, that affect the middle class. Some people in the middle class will see a small uh, tax cut. Many will not and see tax increases, but there's a whole lot of problems. This is a, a redistribution of income from really the grassroots uh, to the very top, and uh, we've got to be uh, out there doing everything we can to make sure this doesn't happen. If this does, um, you're going to see a lot of negative ramifications uh, to a lot of people for a very long time. I'm curious your take on Donna Brazil's uh, new book, the excerpt that was published yesterday at uh, well, whichever website it was. I, Politico. Politico, that's right. It was on Politico.com. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, for many of us, you know, the DNC is kind of a separate operation, right? I probably know the DCCC a little closer, the Congressional Campaign Committee. But to see uh, what they're saying and to hear that there was, you know, some financial connections because of, uh, instability the DNC. I mean, you know, none of that uh, is an excuse to uh, be tilting 
uh, towards one person or another. And, you know, I think naturally, you know, we all knew that there was probably a little bit of a bias in the sense that, um, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton had won, run before, uh, Bill Clinton was a president. Clearly, they knew a lot of people in the, uh, let's say, the upper echelon, so to speak, of the Democratic Party, and Bernie himself uh, was an independent for many years. So naturally, you knew um, that there probably were um, uh, some natural inclinations towards Hillary. But then to hear uh, maybe the depth of what it was going much deeper and much farther um, certainly uh, is troublesome. And I think it's a real wake-up call for the current uh, DNC under Tom Perez and Keith Ellison to make sure that that never happens. We can never have a primary where someone is getting preferential treatment against anyone else because uh, that's the whole idea of having a primary. Let the people decide. Don't let the insiders decide. Yeah, yeah well said. Um, uh, thoughts on hey, what else is going on in Congress right now that, that uh, you know you think that is consequential? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's interesting right now with what happened with the, the Mueller investigation and particularly um, in uh, some statements by Attorney General Jeff Sessions, the fact that once again it looks like he may not be completely providing the truth to Congress, uh, including up to maybe even two weeks ago when he testified before the Senate. So I think, you know, while we're waiting for the Mueller investigation to continue, um, you know, this is just, I think, the opening salvo of what they're doing. Um, you know, we got to make sure that at the same time we don't have uh, things like this. If Jeff Sessions did indeed lie to Congress, then that's going to be uh, further complicating the investigation. So I think that's something of note. Um, you know, they had the S-chip bill, um, or the chip bill passed uh, today in the House just passed. Uh, about 15 Democrats voted with Republicans, but largely on partisan lines uh, for an imperfect bill. I just think most of our attention um, is going to be around potentially the continuing resolution going into February is what we're hearing could happen right now. But this tax bill, uh, this tax bill is going to be, I think, taking all of the oxygen out of uh, Washington for the next uh, four, six, eight, and maybe even more weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, truly extraordinary. Uh, anything else that you wanted to just riff on, or shall we start picking up phone calls? Yeah, I'm glad to take on calls. I'm guessing the tax plan will come up quite a bit. And, um, you know, there are so many bad things about it. I think as people learn more and more and more about it, you know, we knew that they were going to get rid of uh, a bunch of uh, things that affect only the wealthy in this country. That's already been out there. But, you know, now things they took away, you know, some of the, the tax preferences for student loan interest and for student, and student uh, tuition, um, for things like uh, medical expenses, uh, alimony payments, um, tax preparation costs, some of these things they keep saying they're doing for small businesses are some of the deductions that actually small business perhaps uses. And, um, you know, now we're looking at, you know, everything they've offered may not be exactly as they're saying. So whenever they call this a middle-class tax cut, uh, we already know that's a lie, but we've got to make sure that everyone knows it's a lie and that, um, you know, when you've got groups like the Realtors Association and the Home Builders all opposing this and other groups, you know, uh, I think you're going to realize that what they put together is a plan that's really for the super wealthy, uh, it's a billionaire tax cut. It's the Trump family tax cut uh, plan, and it really is not. Uh, we're, we're getting a couple crumbs so that maybe we don't notice uh, all that they've taken out of this uh, this plan. Yeah, we should start calling it that the the Trump family tax cut plan. It is, you know, it's, it's, if you think about it, the people are going to benefit. Tom, it's the Trump family. It's the cabinet that Trump's appointed. It's members of Mar-a-Lago. I mean. It's pretty perverse, <laughs> yeah. and we need to get that message out. Yeah, and now he's appointing members of Mar-a-Lago to uh, ambassadorships and things. So, it's a, it's a good investment, I, I, I suppose, these days. <laughs>
excuse me, I'm sneezing here. Uh, Eric in New York City, you're on the air with Congressman Pocan. Eric? Okay, let's try Joe in Cupertino, California. Joe, you're on the air with Congressman Congressman, Congressman Pocan, it's such a pleasure to speak with you. I had called and I didn't know I was going to get to speak to someone who's here. So I'm a I'm represented by Ro Kahana, a really good congressman. I know you know who he is. You're on the Progressive Caucus, and he was under you. Uh, recently went to a town hall meeting where he spoke adamantly about the uh, war that's going on in Yemen. And I just I think it's really great to have such progressive thoughts in uh, our Congress. Um, my question, or it wasn't going to be a question, not, but I do get to speak with you, um, this tax plan, how can – even look at the tax law when we haven't seen his taxes. I don't think that this is a non-starter. It's a non-starter because this is all just about giving big business and big money a tax break under the, the, what appears to be the clouds of impeachment, if I'm not over-speaking my point. And uh, I think here in California, I don't know if you guys are seeing it out there, but there's this commercial, an infomercial about the, the, the need to impeach the president. Um, I don't know. It's not an unreasonable yeah, it's time stires. Joe, we're starting to wander into two and three levels of, of question here. Congressman, we just have a minute to the break here. Your thoughts? Sure. Uh, Joe, first of all, uh, Ro Khanna is a, a strong member of our Progressive Caucus, working with him on the Yemen issue right now, and uh, he's doing a great job, especially for his first year. This has been amazing. Um, I, I wouldn't call a tax plan a non-starter because I think this is this is what Paul Ryan has wanted. If he wanted to affect Medicaid since his keggers in college, this has been since Plato for him. I mean, this has been his main focus, and this is what their donors want, and they're getting nothing else so far this year. So I would watch this very closely. This is probably uh, the biggest threat we have seen yet to public policy under this administration and this Congress. And I think we all be making sure that everyone understands this is just a redistribution of wealth upward, but we've got to make sure that everyone actually gets that and doesn't think they're going to sell for a couple crumbs instead. Yeah. It, it, it seems like that's what it's going to be. The, 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 well, well, we'll see how well they sell this thing. The latest poll I saw showed that only 15% of Americans didn't think that this was a bailout for the rich, but... We'll see where this all goes. Congressman Mark Pocan is our guest. He is, it's Middays with Mark here on the Tom Hartman program. We'll be back with more of your calls for Congressman Pocan in just a moment. Stick around. This is the Tom Hartman program. Middays with Mark here on the Tom Hartman program. Congressman Mark Pocan, co-chair of the, the Congressional Progressive Caucus, taking your calls. Sybil, you're on the air with Congressman Pocan. Hi, gentlemen. I was calling about the taxes. Of course, it's for the rich, but what people don't realize, last year when I paid my taxes, and I'm on Social Security disability, and I was in a car accident when I was 49, so now I'm 64. My taxes last year with the 6000 deduction and only 80% of your medical, I paid about $125, $135 more in taxes just from last year. I can only imagine what's going to happen now. Yeah, Sybil, I'll tell you, a lot of people are going to be very surprised if this passes because while they're being told uh, that on one case the standard deduction is doubling and that sounds good, I mean, just immediately, if you go from 6350 to 12000 so that's almost doubling, immediately you lose the personal exemption for 4000 There's barely even a bump. And then you look at all the other things you're going to lose and the fact that there's a trillion and a half 
uh, you know, essentially added to the deficit, which you know they're going to come back and use as excuse to go after Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security, and other uh, programs that we care about. Uh, this is going to be, and ultimately, even those who get a tax break are going to pay more for other things down the road. And this is all so that people like the Trump family and people at Mar-a-Lago uh, can benefit. So we've got to be very vigilant in getting out all the details to people, especially if someone thinks there's anything for them, I guarantee unless they're a super wealthy person, at the end of the day, they're going to pay more uh, because this is not a plan for them. One of my uh, one of my kids just got married and is and and is adopting, and uh, the adoption deductibility is vanishing from this. Yes. Medical bills, you know, the leading cause of bankruptcy in the United States, the medical bill exemption is, is radically being scaled back. I mean, I, if, seriously, this is what they, this, these guys think they're going to sell? Well, and this the is all the student loan deduction to, is going away? They have to come up with the money to pay for the tax breaks for the wealthy. So the only way they can kind of give you some kind of artificial tax cut in the doubling of the standard deduction, and then all this other stuff is going to have to be used to pay for you know, the estate tax, the, uh, the top rate, um, the fact that fewer people will be paying the top rate, getting the corporate rate down to 20%, uh, and all the other provisions, the pass-through income provisions, which, by the way, uh, I read the Trump organization has, uh, Trump Corporation has over 500 pass-through entities. Well, hey, uh, but so Mark, isn't your printing shop set up as a sub-S? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's so you and I might be, be big, big winners here. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and we're not asking for it. That's right. Line, yes. Right. But the Trump family, when when Donald Trump did that huge, well, one of many lies on this issue, when he said that he wouldn't benefit. I mean, he has 500 pass-through entities alone uh, yeah. that'll probably see something. I, th I think that's the other just thing, crazy. If I can, Tom, you know, he's been saying that their average middle-class family would get an average of a $4,000 tax cut. I just want to make sure people understand what average is. If you put a billionaire in a room with 100,000 uh, union workers, you're going to have a room full of millionaires because on average, everyone is then a millionaire. But uh, it's not how it works. So that that tax cut, again, is a lie the way he's putting it out there. And uh, we just keep, you know, need to keep getting that word out. Yeah, it's it's pretty astonishing. Congressman Mark Pocan taking your calls. We'll be back with more of your calls for Congressman Pocan right after this. Everybody's talking about superfoods, those nutritionally dense foods that are especially beneficial to your health. Did you know that one of the most powerful superfoods you can put into your body is beets? They're loaded with an important nutrient that increases your blood flow, which increases your energy. But who wants to eat a pita pile of beets every day? Not me. But now you can get the energy benefits of beets in a powerful, concentrated superfood drink, superbeets. Only Superbeets is made from beets grown to exacting standards, then concentrated into superfood crystals. Superbeets promotes the body's own natural ability to produce healthier circulation for increased energy and stamina all day long. So if you want the benefits of a powerful superfood, call 800-568-9889 or go to tomsbeets.com. With your first order, get another 30-day supply of Superbeets for free, plus indicator strips to see how Superbeets is working for you, and free shipping. So call 800-568-9889 or go to tomsbeats.com today. That's 800-568-9889, tomsbeats.com on the interwebs.
Okay, and with us middays with Mark here on the Tom Hartman program, uh, taking your calls. And Laura in Chicago, you're on the air with Congressman Pocan. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, Representative and uh, Tom. Um, money is important, but peace is priceless, Representative Pocan. And I wanted to know if um, you had heard and if the Progressive Caucus has been talking about, apparently there was a collapse in North Korea of their main nuclear missile testing site. And apparently, like, 200 nuclear workers have died in this collapse. This has occurred um, perhaps maybe three days ago. Um, it's kind of hard to get news about this. I've been really searching, like, uh, the international news about this. But it may have destroyed the nuclear capabilities of North Korea. And I'm wondering if you know anything about it. And if so, are you going to use this for to prevent... Uh, provocation against North Korea so we don't end up in a nuclear war with these, or any kind of war with that uh, country or on that peninsula? Yeah, Laura, I, you know, a great question. And, you know, I'll tell you, the, the thing I hear the most uh, when I go around my district where people are worried, and I unfortunately share the worry, is, you know, and what could happen in something a situation like North Korea, right, where you've got someone who uh, has the, nu- the nuclear uh, ability to potentially uh, put a missile uh, into the air. We've been fighting with them, and I think in a very unproductive way, and uh, it's it's a real concern. And I think the information I have is about what you've seen. You know, it's really hard to get much out of North Korea when it comes to news and information. So I don't have anything uh, extra or above on that, um, so I couldn't tell you if it has put an end to their program. Um, but you know, clearly, uh, we as a progressive caucus are very concerned uh, when it comes to peace and justice issues. Our budget we put out purposely, uh, you know, tries to put less money into defense spending and more money into actually uh, doing, you know, building in countries around the world to improve our image. Uh, and uh, also, you know, we've been promoting a lot of other peace issues like the issue in Yemen and other things. So I, I don't have more information for you, Laura, but I agree. You know, as much as taxes are uh, the issue right now du jour, although it's a very big issue du jour, um, you know, that. That's very significant what happened, and hopefully we'll all find out more soon. Yeah. Russell in Hickory Hills, Illinois. You're on the air with Congressman Pocan. Hi, yeah, Mr. Pocan. Before I get to it, the $4,000 today, there's a commercial saying it's only $1,223 you're going to get in taxes. But this guy from Texas, he's in your House of Representatives, been on MSNBC, trying to push that doing away with the debt tax. It's going to make the rich and the middle class come closer in, in uh, their disparity of uh, pay. Can you, I don't see how that happens if you're giving the rich all the money. Can, is, and how is it playing with Paul Ryan's district? Yeah, so so first of all, I mean, it's a completely idiotic statement, but there are a number of idiotic statements that come out of members of Congress from Texas, so I'm not entirely surprised. But, you know, I mean, let, let's face it, this is a tax, and I got politifacted on it. Usually politicians aren't bragging about politifacts, uh, but I got one of the rare truths when I said it only affects about two out of every 1,000 people. And, in fact, when Donald Trump got tested on uh, the estate tax, he said that it would help millions of small businesses and farmers. And in the 
the year that uh, they did the Pinocchio rating on him. He got four Pinocchios. Uh, only 80 uh, of the people uh, that benefit that used that had to pay the state tax were small businesses or farms in the entire country. So you know they're full of a whole lot of lies when it comes to this. I can tell you that in Paul Ryan's district, this is not an issue people are asking for. In fact, just the opposite. Uh, I grew up in that district. It's my neighboring district. It's a largely uh, deindustrialized district. A lot of uh, industry has left. And um, this is not something that's going to benefit the people of the first district. So once again, Paul Ryan cares about the donor class and uh, the folks that, you know, he hangs out in that neocon world that really care about these big tax cuts. And uh, I think this will not play well in his district. And uh, he's going to have to really explain this in a very tough way next year. We have uh, just 20 seconds to a hard break here, Congressman. Have, have, have you gotten any indications that people in Paul Ryan's district are up to the game he's playing? Because he seems to win there fairly handily every year. You know, I'll, uh, to be real honest, Tom, he's never had a serious challenge until this year. He's had a couple people that ran, you know, decent races, but, you know, right. vastly outspent. And, you know, for the first t 10 years, no one knew, knew where Paul stood on any issue. He was a nice guy. He is a nice guy, and he came across that way. But now he's the guy who wrote a health insurance bill to kick 20 million people off of their health insurance, and now he's going to provide $5.5 in tax cuts to the wealthiest in the country. I think there's a price to be paid. We just have to make sure that those in the district are getting that word out. Yeah. He's a, he's a nice guy, but... <laughs> he's a nice guy one-on-one, -on -one, but it's not yeah. nice to kick 20 million people off of their health insurance, which is why I uh, and Gwen Moore um, recently also endorsed him from Wisconsin. It's something we haven't done over 20 years. We had an informal rule. We stayed out of each other's districts. We decided he's enough of a hazard to the people of the 1st District that we had to get involved and, and support Randy Bryce. Yeah. And, and so you're, you're supporting Iron Stash, Randy Bryce. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's going to be a real interesting case. That's going to be a real interesting case. Well, I'll tell you, when there's 14,000 people that used to make cars out of 70,000 in Kenosha and 10,000 in Janesville, um, I think they're going to relate a lot better to someone who's an iron worker than a guy who drinks 350 dollar bottles of wine uh, with a bunch of hedge fund managers. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to really, uh, ultimately, people will understand who's on their side. It's going to be a real interesting race. Congressman Mark Pocan taking your calls. Middays with Mark here on the Tom Harbin program. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Welcome back. Tom Harmon here with you, and it's our Middays with Mark program. Congressman Mark Pocan, the co-chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, his website, pocan.house.gov. You can tweet him at repmarkpocan, taking your calls for the hour. And, uh, Congressman, you're still with us? I am. Okay, great. Here's Norma from Montgomery, Alabama. Norma, you're on the air with Congressman Pocan. Hi, Dr. Tom. Hi, Dr. Mr. Pocan. Um... First, you might be interested to know that there's a group here that printed up uh, Save Health Care, Vote for, for Randy Bryce down here in Alabama. Wow. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But um, what I wanted to know was that yesterday, the Secretary of Agriculture, Purdue, had this meeting out at Great Falls, and they're talking about um, harvesting the national forest. Here in Alabama, Georgia Pacific, which is owned by the Koch brothers, is building a new lumber facility right in a town called Talladega, which is outside the Talladega National Forest. Do you know anything about their plans for cutting or even clear-cutting these national forests of ours? I, Norma, I cannot tell you on this uh, specific incident. I am just hearing this. I, I, I don't know what to say other than, 
you know, part of our concern uh, with this administration period is that they're going to be far more open to um, taking parts of our public lands and selling it off to various um, uh, interests uh, from timber to oil to gas and, and others. So uh, we have to be vigilant, but I don't know enough information about your particular situation. Dan in Marion, Wisconsin. Hey, Dan, you're on the air with Congressman Pokin. Hey, gentlemen. Um, allow me to vent for a moment. Um, it seems that I find myself, we find ourselves in the position of being, of, of reacting to the tax plan. Again, we react to the health care plan. Um, my point is, I would love to see an alternative tax plan from the Democrats to be proactive, to come out with something uh, rather than trying to, to battle the talking points once again from the other side, I, mean, I, I don't think we can win the battle of the media. We just can't do it. Uh, here in Wisconsin, as Mark would probably tell you and be aware, uh, we're being inundated, inundated with ads against Tammy Baldwin right now. Hmm. She's in, proposed increasing taxes by $5 trillion, something ridiculous. So. I think we need to be proactive with a, a tax plan that people can judge for themselves rather than, again, being in the position of just trying to react to their plan. So well, just a the thought. Thoughts, I will take yeah. my comments off air. Thanks, guys. Uh, Mark, thanks for the work you do. Tom, as well, thanks for the work you do. Uh, thanks, greatly Dan. appreciate it here in Wisconsin. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, thank you, Dan. I really appreciate that. So uh, l let me say a couple of things. One, I mean, I think what you're seeing coming together out of uh, some of the conversations between the Democrats and the House and the Senate uh, around uh, needing a stronger economic message will put more of the meat on the bones, especially as we move forward already. We're talking about some pretty substantive issues that I think will connect with folks. I, I think the, the risk you do is when you try to put your own plan out, then you confuse the issue. They're going to find one thing that people may not like about your plan, uh, since we can't ever pass a plan right now anyway, because we don't have the House, the Senate, or the White House. Instead, there are so many terrible provisions of their plan. Uh, we need to make sure people fully understand what they're trying to do, which is lie to them, a giant lie about this being a tax cut for the middle class, and instead, uh, this is a giant redistribution of money to the very top, to very few in this country. And because it's such a unique, such a terrible plan they put out there, I think we have to take advantage of this unique opportunity to do just that. So while, I, Dan, I completely agree, I think in 2016 we lacked a coherent economic message to make voters get out, and Dan knows we had a 200,000 uh, Democratic voter drop-off in Wisconsin alone in 2016, I think in large part because we didn't talk to uh, those middle-class families about, you know, that we really are the ones who watch out for them. This is the exact opposite of that. This is a tax plan just for the wealthiest on the backs of those middle-class folks, and I think we need to get that message out crystal clear. Margot in Eastman, Wisconsin. We've had a lot of Wisconsin callers today. You're on the air with Congressman Pocan. Well, I want to say, first place, Wisconsin, with the gerrymandering and the voter suppression, uh, really threw us in the back. But what I wanted to call about is um, Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. They're citizens of the United States, and what have we done? Look at Houston. Look at Florida. I think uh, Puerto Rico could be uh, like um, a primo example 
for people that believe in climate change to put in solar, wind, water, and make it an example. And I have called the representatives from those two countries, the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico. But what they're going through is unconscionable. I, I can't say it's because of racism, uh, but I know this uh, present regime, I call it, is disgusting. Those people need power. They, they could make their country great. And then you have, oh, not to quote the creep, but... Excuse me. I am so angry over this. Margo, let's it let's 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 sick. let's listen to what we are American citizens. Right. Margo we haven't had that in Margo, Florida, let's 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 Texas. let let's let Congressman Pokian respond to what you have to say. Margo, yeah, thank you Margo, for the call. You know, I and I understand her frustration, Tom. I mean in Wisconsin she she's right. We're one of those states while not gerrymandered as bad as Ohio or Michigan or Pennsylvania, just to give you an idea, Tom. Um, you know, our legislative races are completely gerrymandered. Even our congressional races, we had 100,000 more people vote for Democrats in 2016 than Republicans, but they have five of the eight seats. So, you know, I understand Margo's frustration. I'd be, I'm frustrated with Scott Walker. Um, and I think her point about Puerto Rico and Virgin Islands is something that we've been trying to as Democrats and especially as progressives get the point across. I mean, these are American citizens. Uh, you know, I, I, I still think that stunning uh, press conference when he, um, uh, President Trump, went down to, finally went down to Puerto Rico, and first thing out of his mouth was how they have great weather, uh, as he's talking about a hurricane, and then secondly, when he was throwing out paper towel rolls at them, really personified how little grasp of understanding this president has when it comes to uh, the issues that face this country, especially Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. So, um, Margo, I'm with you. We're going to do everything we can to make sure, and in fact, in the, the Children's Health Bill that, that passed today by almost all Republican votes, um, they woefully and adequately uh, have Medicaid funding for Puerto Rico uh, and the U.S. Virgin Islands in that bill. So it continues. It's not just in the hurricane relief. It's in every other way, and we need to stop that. Amazing. Angelo in Chicago, you're on the air with Congressman Pocan. Gentlemen, good morning. Uh, one thing I, guess I can say uh, in my years of serving is that Democrats have always been good on policy, but Republicans have been good on politics. Uh, and one of the primary motivators that they use is fear. And I'm here to present you something that we can show to the American people that Americans should be afraid of. I see the, uh, the Republican Party or the conservative movement as a, as a mythological beast, Cerberus, with two heads. One would be the neo-Confederate, uh, Dixiecrat-type uh, of movement, and the other one would be the John Birch Society. Uh, the first, its goal is to eliminate all gains that were made during the Civil Rights era. The second one is to eliminate all gains that were made during the New Deal. So how do we show that beast to the populace? And what can we do about this, making Americans realize really what they're up against? Gentlemen, I'm looking forward to your ideas. 
Yeah, Angela, you know, I think actually you make a very perceptive uh, analysis when you say you know the Dems are very good on policy and Republicans um, are very good when it comes to politics, especially the, the politics of fear. They, they've been extremely uh, good at that. And uh, I, I like your analogy. The only thing I, I would say, Angelo, is while I completely agree, I mean, there's a large part of what's left in Donald Trump's base that is, you know, clearly um, founded on racism. And that's where we see now people coming out from, you know, wearing sheets to going on the streets of Charlottesville uh, and why that's so frustrating to all the rest of us. But I think uh, many good people see that. I don't want to forget the maybe the third hedge of this beast, which is the the ultra-wealthy in the corporate America head, because that's the, the, the beast we're seeing right now. They may be doing all this other stuff to keep a certain amount of their base with them no matter what, because what they're about to do is a tax plan that will hurt most of their base, but they'll still accept it for the racism. But we've got to keep an eye on that corporate wing, because that's the wing that Paul Ryan comes from. Uh, that's the wing where I think you see Mitch McConnell coming from. And that's the wing that I think ultimately still for the party, maybe not for Donald Trump, because I do think there's a large bigoted faction that still runs how he operates. But for the Republican Party, I think their main driver is still that corporate wealthy wing. And this tax plan is... Christmas, Hanukkah, Easter, uh, Kwanzaa, uh, you name it, all put together into one giant uh, gift for them. And I think uh, we've got to keep our eye on that right now. Yeah, absolutely. Congressman Mark Pocan taking your calls. It's Middays with Mark here on the Tom Hartman program. Uh, we'll be back with more of your calls for Congressman Pocan in just a moment. It's coming up on uh, 45 minutes past the hour here on the Tom Hartman program. Uh, you can contact Congressman Pocan at pocan.house.gov. You're listening to Tom Hartman. Visit TomHartman.com for audio and video archives. And you can tweet him at Rep, as in Representative, R-E-P, Mark, M-A-R-K, Pocan, P-O-C-A-N, Rep, Mark, Pocan. This is the Tom Hartman Program. Welcome back. Tom Hartman here with you. A lot in the news today. The president has left with his entourage for Hawaii first. He's, he's going to that state where that incredible fraud was committed. That, uh, you know, they, they had a couple give birth to a little, ba a little baby 50-some-odd years ago in Hawaii and uh, named him Barack Obama just so that they could smuggle into the country from, from Kenya this guy uh, or whatever. <laughs> this, is, this is the conspiracy theory, right? Let us not forget that birtherism is, I was going to say was a thing, it still is a thing. There are still a lot of Republicans who subscribe to the birther theory that Obama was a fraud, he wasn't really an American, blah, blah, blah. And these are the kind of bizarre conspiracies, not only that brought Donald Trump to the White House, but also that, well, as Doug, as Doug Perry uh, writes, uh, put turn Fox News into the Donald Trump channel. And I'm not sure that there's another way to say it. I mean, it's just the, 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 it's, it has become the Donald Trump channel. And Doug Perry, he, he's, he lays out these, you know, 
conspiracies. Birtherism is the first of the conspiracies that built, that turned Fox into Trump TV, into, you know, GOTV. Uh, what Roger Ailes had originally proposed to Richard Nixon. Hey, let's create a television network that only represents the Republican point of view. And that takes all the issues of the day and spins them in the context of the Republican point of view. Let's do that. And sure enough, that's what they did. So, uh, but how do they do it? They do it with fear. They do it with frightening conspiracies. They did it with uh, Obama is, is an evil phony president who's actually a Muslim, who's actually gay. Yes, Jerome Corsi was on this program promoting his book that said that Obama was, you know, some sort of gay predator. I mean, you just concatenate all the, the, the worst frightened stereotypes of, from the right, you know, the, 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 the fears of the homophobes, the, the, the hatred of the racist. You throw it all together and boom, toss it out there. So that was birtherism. The second is death panels. Remember death panels? That was rolled out on Fox News by, by uh, uh, good old Sarah. I mean, this, this is, this, the death panels, when Sarah Palin first rolled out the whole death panel thing, and then Chuck Grassley took that and ran with it, it was on Fox News. In fact, PolitiFact called it the 2009 lie of the year. But it worked for them. Then there was Benghazi, another totally invented conspiracy theory. And they, they milked that for all they could. This is, again, this is a, a company that represents itself. It's owned by a billionaire, I get that, but it represents itself as an actual news organization. Just going crazy with Benghazi for years and years, hundreds or tens, certainly, of millions of dollars spent investigating a non-event. The Seth Rich murder. Another non-event. You know, people get killed in Washington, D.C. all the time. It's, you know, there, there are parts of town that just are not all that safe. And Seth Rich was walking down the street and he got shot. But that's it. The deep state. This is uh, Hannity, described by Pulitzer Prize-winning conservative columnist Brett Stevens as Fox News' dumbest anchor. That's interesting. Brett Stevens is the guy that, uh, when the New York Times hired him, I canceled my subscription with them. Um, in any case has harped on the idea that members of the so-called deep state entrenched liberal bureaucrats of the federal government, especially in the U.S. intelligence services, are undertaking a soft coup against Donald Trump. So the deep state, uh, the Trump-Russia investigation, they're, they're saying that this is fake news, that this is just, you know, it, this is a conspiracy. Their conspiracy theory is that they're the victims of a conspiracy. So it's, it's getting very strange. And in the meantime... We've got this tax plan that's coming out of the midst of all this uh, the, you know, that is possible because a billionaire started a television network and another billionaire ran for president. And now you've got a bunch of billionaires who back them who are saying, OK, we made this happen. We put this money in. We want our pay. We want our money back. And Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren got together to discuss this. Uh, this has gone viral on Twitter. You can, you can find it fairly easily. But I think it's an absolutely fascinating little conversation. It, it runs about four minutes on Twitter, but we've, we've chopped out a couple little pieces of it just for you to get a sense of it. Here's the first one. Do you think it's a good idea to cut Medicaid by a trillion dollars, cut Medicare, cut education, cut environmental protection in order to give $1.9 trillion in tax breaks to the wealthiest people in this country? What percentage? 
of the folks you think would say, oh, yeah, that's a really Great good idea. idea. I'm afraid we're making real low numbers. <laughs> I mean, you'll look at yeah. single digits. Yeah, okay. there we are. And yet, and here is the crisis of our time. Nobody believes that what the Republicans are talking about makes any sense at all. Every poll that we have seen, whether it was health care, whether it's taxes, overwhelming opposition. But there is a group of people, we've got to be honest about this, there is a group of people who think this is a tremendous idea. And those are a handful of billionaire families who in this election cycle will spend many hundreds of millions of dollars to elect the candidates who support this crap. <laughs> to elect the candidates who support this crap. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we have some blunt speaking senators here. Here's, here's one more uh, little clip from that, from that clip. It's a great conversation between Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, we're talking once again about a system that's been rigged right here in Washington. Rigged so that the richest, thinnest slice at the top gets more and more, and they kick dirt in everybody else's face. And the other thing, it's not only that it makes the rich richer at a time of massive income and wealth inequality, but what it does is it fulfills the Koch brothers' agenda. Their agenda is to basically end every federal program whether it is Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, public education, thereafter privatizing virtually every public program that helps working families in order to make the very, very rich richer. This is the issue of our time. And if we don't rally the American people to stand up and create an economy that works for all of us, not for these guys, this country is going to be in deep, deep trouble. Yeah, and I would say that we already are. And, and, and one of the more interesting things about this, this tax plan that the Republicans are floating is that an, an incredible benefit, a tax benefit, goes to, or arguably could go to, people like me and Mark Pocan. Mark, Mark owns a, uh, a print shop in Wisconsin, and he's, he's running it as a, as a, as a as sub-S corp. I, I own this show. I run it as a sub-S corp. Um, so we would qualify for pass-through income. In other words, my top, top income tax rate will go down from 39% down to 25% under this deal. Now, I can understand as an entrepreneur, as a guy who started a business for the first three years, took no income whatsoever, put basically all of our retirement savings into it to start this business. It's, you know, now we've got most of that money back, but um, I can understand why I could, or I can build a case for why I should pay myself perhaps a little more than I pay some of my employees. But I don't understand why I should get a lower tax rate. What am I doing that's so special that I should be spiffed by the federal government beyond all the other spiffs that I get as a business person? The ability to deduct expenses, the ability to, to, to uh, have limited liability, uh, you know, the, the ability to to deduct health health care and health insurance. I mean, there's all these wonderful benefits that I get as, as being a, a small business. And now uh, Trump wants me to also be able to just like, you know, avoid taxes. This is the Tom Hartman program. To the detriment of everybody else in society, I don't get it. We'll be back. Your call's next. When was the last time you looked forward to sitting at your desk all day? Since getting my new X chair, not only am I enjoying the time spent in my desk much more than ever, 
but I can't believe how much more productive I'm being. My X chair is unbelievably stylish, and thanks to all the ways that you can personalize it, it literally molds itself to my body. Trust me, this is not your grandfather's office chair. And because I don't need to keep having to take breaks or to stretch my back, I'm getting more done in a day than ever before. If you spend a lot of time in your office chair every day, then you need to try the X chair. In fact, here's a terrific deal just for my listeners. The makers of X-Chair want you to feel the X-Chair difference for yourself. So if you go to xchairtom.com, that's the letter X, chair, T-H-O-M.com, not only will they knock $100 off the price, but they'll even throw in a free footrest if you use the promo code TOM. Just go to xchairtom.com now. I love my X-Chair, and you will too. So check out xchairtom, that's xchairtom.com. Check out xchairtom.com. And be sure to use T-H-O-M as the promo code for your $100 discount. Welcome back. It's Middays with Mark. Congressman Mark Pocan taking your calls. Lillian in Chicago, you're on the air with Congressman Pocan. Hi. Good morning or good afternoon, depending where you are. Um, I have actually a, a question and and um, a comment. I know um, an, earlier, an earlier caller said that she was on... Social Security Disability, and was talking about her taxes and how they were going to go up. Um, I'm on Social Security Disability, and I don't pay taxes. But uh, So they kind of confused me. I hope I'm not getting into trouble. But, um, but my accountant said, I don't know. I wonder if it's because I, I have um, interest, interest on mortgage and, and um, uh, real estate taxes that would negate the, the little you get in disability. But that was just something that kind of confused me. Your first call, uh, my first thing. Um, so, and secondly, there is a commercial that is going, uh, that I've seen in Chicago and probably um, the rest of the state. And it's this nice middle class family, you know, doing their business, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, the, this nice woman says, and I support this tax plan because we get $4,000 a year. I wonder if they know what that's $76 a week. Um, that, that's less than what do you pay for gas a week? What do you, how, how do you pay for your family's food? I mean, I don't know if they're just like, do people just not think about that? Well, it's also the four thousand dollars is also a lie, Lillian. Let's let's let Congressman Pocan respond to this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Lillian. So first of all, on your tax issue, I, I couldn't tell you your individual situation or most people's individual situations because everyone has a different set of deductions. So, um, but to the commercial, I was just going to say what Tom did. Um, you know, that's a total lie. That's when one of the early lies that Donald Trump put out. You know, whatever group is doing that ad is just uh, totally putting out uh, that to make everyone not notice the giant transfer of wealth they're doing upward. I think now they've come with a, a more um, a more acceptable average, which is around eleven eighty-seven or twelve hundred. It's right around twelve hundred dollars. Um, and uh, then, if you take that and break that out, you can again see what it is uh, per month, per week. Um, but that, again, that's on average. And if you have some of these other deductions, you're not going to see it. And when you have to pay for that trillion and a half uh, def debt later, uh, you're going to lose other benefits and other things that you might um, currently have government providing, and you're going to be paying for. So. We have to make sure everyone understands uh, the many, many fallacies of this. But that commercial um, is probably, again, based on the old lie the president put out. And I wouldn't be surprised if it might be a group connected to him. So let me get this straight. If David Koch gets a billion-dollar tax cut and all the rest of us get a $1, and, and a million of us get a $1 tax cut, 
that means that the average, or a half million of us, no, a million of us get a $1 tax cut. That means the average tax cut is a half a million dollars. Am I doing my math right? I think probably you know, not. I've done mine uh, the other way. I, I'm not exactly sure, Tom. I just know if you put a billionaire in a room with 100,000 uh, CWA workers, I was on a call with the communication workers, right. uh, on average, that is a room of millionaires. Right, yeah, it's the old right? joke about Bill Gates walks into a bar. Yep. Yeah, okay. exactly. So I, I, you're, you're right in the concept of the exact number. I'm not going to try to profess to. Uh, but, but I mean, when they say that the average person is going to get a $1,000 tax cut, you know, they're including the, the, the billion dollars in tax cuts that are going to go to the very top, which means that it could be very, very little for the rest of us. But the average, I mean, this is just, you know, fun with numbers. Yeah, uh, any. I think the best way to do is really to lay out and give specific examples of here's a family and just have very typical families, right? You yeah. have very typical families with a mortgage, um, you know, a house. So where are they and, and with their deduction of their local taxes and their real estate taxes right. and their mortgage interest and how many children they have? When you do that, I think people can really get a much better grasp of it. Yeah, agreed. Kristen in Camas, Washington. Hey, Kristen, you're on the air with Congressman Pocan. Hey, Congressman. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I feel like the progressive movement is uh, just really moving along. We have such a great amount of people, you know, being grassroots activists and really going. Um, how do you feel about how disaffected they are with the Democratic Party, especially after Donna Brazil and what Tom Perez has done? I mean, how are you going to get those people back into the party without really splitting the party, because that's going to happen if uh, progressives are not included or addressed. Yeah, so Kristen, uh, let me present, I guess, how I look at it slightly different is, you know, the party, there's very few people who are actually Democratic Party members in this country. Um, a lot of people may identify as a Democrat or not as any party, but they're progressive and they seem to vote more with the Democrats. What we need to do is, is you're exactly right, the, the moment right now is with the progressive movement. Uh, the fact that we have over 60% of the Democrats in the House uh, are sponsors of Medicare for All uh, is a very significant development. And while Bernie Sanders just introduced his bill in the Senate, and I think they still have the 17 um, sponsors, I don't know if it's moved from there, yeah, we've had this bill for a long time in the House, and but the reason it's at its peak right now is because where the people are at and the movement's at. We just have to keep doing that and don't get lost on, you know, Donna right now is selling a book, okay? She's telling us something that, you know, we'll, more will probably come out, but looking backward doesn't move us forward. Uh, we need to, right now, just make sure that we're grabbing this moment. Progressives need to run for office. We need to back progressives who are running in primaries uh, across the country. We need to... this really take the energy and move forward because we're having all these victories on, on defeating a lot of their bills right now, and it's largely because the progressives are the ones who are being the most active and reaching out and doing the activism. So I look at it as this is a very opportunistic, a very op a good opportunity right now we have uh, to get out there and to really make our case and elect more progressives. And I think sometimes when we look backward, we get lost on the goal, which is uh, to get more of our progressive voices there so we can enact progressive po policy. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what else comes out of the Donna Brazil stuff. But I think, you know, the Democratic Party itself had better understand that the progressive movement is what's carrying it right now. And I think, uh, you know, having people like Keith Ellison as number two gives me a lot of comfort uh, in, a, in an operation of DNC, although, again, most people will never 
be a part of a DNC operation. Yeah, and what I say to Democrats who are flipped out about this is if you don't like the way the DNC is running, become the DNC. Exactly. In other words, you, you know, run, become a join the party. Run right, exactly. Office. Become a precinct committee person. Be, be, be a decision maker inside the Democratic Party. And, you know, we can do it. Congressman yeah. Mark Pocan, thanks so much for being with us. Hey, thank you, Tom. It is great talking with you. And uh, thank you so much. Congressman Mark Pocan, you can reach him at his website, pocan.house.gov. You can tweet him at Rep. Mark Pocan. We'll be back with Anything Goes Friday. And welcome back. Um, Nate was telling me that on, on, on our YouTube channel, there's a bunch of chatters there and, and that somebody said, oh, look, Tom is broadcasting from a library. And then somebody else said, no, no, that's a green screen. Well, I wanted to let you know it is uh, not a green screen. These are actual books. And all the books on this shelf and this shelf and this shelf, I wrote. And uh, that's the collected writings of Thomas Jefferson, published in 1903, as I recall. This is the uh, collected uh, uh, decisions of the U.S. Supreme Court in the 1886-1887 uh, court year. So that's got these the Southern uh, Southern uh, Southern like Santa Ana County Santa Clara County versus Southern Pacific Railroad. That's the name of the case. Is in there. Um, these are uh, other older books, you know, some going back to the, to the 16 and 1700s. Uh, those are all books I wrote down there. These are all books I wrote down here, uh, mostly foreign translations. Uh, this is the remainder of the collected writings of Jefferson. We got uh, Longfellow's poems there. That shelf up at the top are all books that I wrote. These, I don't know, can you see the, you can't see the trophies up there. Okay, those, those awards that we, you could see in the shot before, uh, those are three telly awards and a... Uh, uh, New York Festival, uh, award, uh, World Media Festival Award that, uh, that we got for doing the Big Picture Show. And so it's an award-winning television program now, yeah, it, or it was. I, I no longer do the show. So anyhow, that's what's going on here uh, to answer your questions. That said, let's pick up some phone calls. Lynn in Sikiston, Missouri. Am I saying that right, Lynn? Yeah, Sikiston, Missouri. Lynn? Yeah, can you hear me? I'm not hearing Lynn. Are you hearing Lynn? Hello. Yeah, You're hearing, hearing Lynn? What did I do? I, oh, Lynn, I'm sorry. I unplugged my headphone. There we go. I can hear you. Okay. I hear you. Go for it, Lynn. I'm sorry. I would unplugged my headphone when I turned around to point at the bookca bookcase. It just popped right out. So, yeah. I, yeah, so anyhow, I'm back. Here. The, uh, I was talking, I was wanting to draw a little attention to the governor of Wisconsin and uh, Indiana and Missouri putting a commercial on the program down here on our local program saying that uh, they want to thank uh, Browner. I guess it's the lieutenant governor of Illinois. He's the governor. Browner's, Bruce yeah, I mean, the Browner is the governor. Yeah. Uh, the, I think the lieutenant governor is the one that was against him, and he uh, vetoed what the stuff he wanted to do. And they're, they're saying that, raising the, that he raised the taxes, they caused to raise the taxes, and that all these people in Illinois are going to Missouri and Indiana and Wisconsin to get a good job. All three governors coming on. Right. Well, yeah, we'll see if it works. I mean, you know, they Texas yeah. tried that. Yeah, Texas that's was. What I'm waiting on. Yeah, remember when Texas? This was this was like four or five years ago. Texas was running ads in California that yeah. that featured Rick Perry saying, "Come yeah. to Texas. You know, we got low taxes and we're growing jobs like crazy." And the people yeah. in California just laughed. I yeah. mean, they just thought that's it was the I'm silliest doing. thing. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. We just went to a right to work state. Missouri did. You know, right yeah. to work. Right, not to get paid, state. Right, right to work for less. Yeah, 
and uh, I said, yeah, I'll come on to Missouri and get you a good job. Yeah. Well, and the, and the reality is that people who live in right-to-work-for-less states on average earn $5,000 a year less money than people who live in union-allowed and union-protected states. So uh, pretty straightforward stuff. Lynn, thanks for the call. That's a fascinating story. I, you know, it's, it's like the, there's, there's billions of dollars floating around. Our, con our companies and our billionaires are awash in cash. So of course they're going to spend a lot of it on television advertising. We'll be right back. Maine in Chicago. Hey, Maine, thanks for the call. What's up? Hey, how you doing, Tom? Yeah, I, I would just, uh, you know, one to see candidates come into the uh, Democratic Party that will say, uh, actually say, you know, no longer trickle down, but we'll rise from the bottom and the middle and we'll have single-payer health care and, uh, and that uh, we'll... Uh, also, have, uh, and and we'll get rid of the electoral college, and and run for gun insurance. I mean, we have specific issues yep. that they run on and and stick and 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 stand on them. And if they do this with sincerity, like the Tea Party pushed, uh, the Dem uh, the Republican Party, you know, we uh, I know you talk about not you know a third, not having a third party or something, but having some kind of arm. Uh, of of the people's of of the people or the people's party, you know that will push these Democrats to say these things and say we'll no longer do trickle down. We'll rise from the bottom and and out of the middle. And we'll have single payer health care, and they're running for uh, gun insurance, uh, and um, and and do it like that. Yeah, all excellent points, Maine. And and it, what's so bizarre to me is the narrative that we find in our, our corporate media right now that the fringes are taking over the Democratic and Republican parties. The, I would agree with that with regard to the Republican Party. It has been taken over by a group of a, of a few hundred billionaires and, yeah. and a few hundred corporations and probably fewer, probably more like 50 or 60 corporations um, and, and a couple hundred billionaires and multimillionaires. But the Democratic Party is slowly but moving in the direction of going back to its own roots of being the party of the people, the party of Lyndon Johnson, yeah. the party of Franklin Roosevelt. And all they need to do is promote that. And, and that is not the fringe. That is the middle. Uh, the right. vast majority of Americans want Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. The vast majority of Americans want a clean environment, a clean air, clean water. The vast majority of Americans want the USDA and the FDA to have actual scientists, not right-wing talk show hosts, running right. their science programs. Um, I mean, it, it, I, we can go through this long, long list. You know, the vast majority of Americans yeah. would like free college education. They would like decent education, yeah. you know, K through 12. I mean, it just goes on and on. That's the friggin' middle. And, and right. to say that the left, I mean, the, it, I remember this meme from, from 10, 15 years ago when I started this show, 14 years ago, and there was somebody go, oh, this is the, the leftists have taken, you know, the Air America, these are the far left. Mm. So I got a far leftist on. I got on the guy from the, who's running the Communist Party of the United States of America, CPUSA. And I, you know, I was like, how are you, how you doing? He's like, great, we're growing like a weed. And I was like, really, seriously? Yeah, we're up to 532 members. Or something like that. I mean, it was yeah. it was embarrassing. There is yeah. a far left. It is not represented in the Democratic Party, which is just fine with me. 
but there's a far right too, which is misogynistic and racist and, and, and right. xenophobic and hateful. And they have taken over the Republican party. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with I, you. Main, I got to move along, but thank you. Very, very well said. Bob in Frederick, Maryland. Hey, Bob, you're on the air. Bob, you need to turn down your, your radio. And okay. Bob's, Bob's listening to his radio. Kittle in Boca Raton, Florida. Hey, Kittle, what's on your mind? Kitty. <laughs> Kitty, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, it is an eye. I'm sorry. Um, Time to I go am, to the eye doctor I here. <laughs> I actually called um, about Citizens United, but before that, I wanted to say that, you know, with the Democratic Party going in a new direction, I think that we need an, we need to champion some new causes instead of the same old, same old that goes every single election. Um, and I honestly think that we could champion um, net neutrality. I think it's a big issue. Yes. And I would love to see some some of our people go out there and say, this is our cause. We're really pushing for this. It could be our coal miners message. You know, Donald Trump took coal miners, made that a big thing. And I think we could do that with net neutrality. I agree, I Kitty. The problem is that MSNBC will not allow a discussion of this on their air. But we're talking about it on your channel. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but, you know, um, but when you talk Democratic politics, most of that ends up and most of those politicians end up making their case on MSNBC. And mm -hmm. and, you know, the, they're owned by Comcast and Comcast is going to be one of the biggest beneficiaries of the destruction of net neutrality. They're aggressively working on this to, to destroy net neutrality. They've initiated several lawsuits against the federal government. Um, the, I, you know, I mean, the, they may it may be that they can discuss it on MSNBC. It's just that I've never seen it. Um, and, and it probably does pop up there from time to time. But uh, to turn it into a campaign like you're talking about, I don't think that the electronic media will go along with it. I know, but we do need it. So, yeah, you know, maybe I agree people with you. listening can call up, you know, the congressmen and senators and, and push that issue. But I wanted to say something about Citizens United, because it seems to me, me with all this talk about Russia and having, like, you know, Americans dictating who our leaders are, you know, we don't want our, anybody else to have their thumb on the scale for our elections. And that's what all this Russia business is. But if you think about Citizens United, Citizens United says that uh, corporations are equal to people. And so they get to put their money in the ring, in the political ring, and they get to influence elections with their dollars. And what I always had a problem with Citizens United, and I don't hear anybody really uh, bring this point up, American corporations are not all owned by Americans. You have people from China owning American corporations, Russia, Saudi Arabia. And you're telling me that now we have foreigners, I know it's not government, but foreign nationals, that just because they have an American corporation, now they're almost quasi-citizens where they could take their money and put it behind a, a, a politician. I think that's so wrong. And they're doing that. somebody... And they're doing that. These, these foreign corporations are, in many cases, very politically active in the United States. I, I agree with you, Kitty, and it's, it's, it's tremendously concerning. Uh, and, 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 and it's brought us what we have right now, which is corporate rule, basically. Kitty, we're out of time, but thank you for the call. Thanks for listening to us on SiriusXM. Thank you all for being with us this week. It's been a great week. We will be back on Monday. In the meantime, don't forget democracy is not a spectator sport. It does require all of us to show up. So get out there, show up, participate, have your voice heard. You know, don't just complain, get active, tag your head. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Tom Hartman. 
For audio and video archives, visit TomHartman.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.